Welcome to the I Wish I Knew That podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Hello, and as ever, welcome to the show. But as you may have noticed, things have changed quite recently for us in terms of having brought on an absolute legend. He's mad like me, um, but Tiki has had some incredible ideas already, and this show is going to start growing. So in preparation for that, what I want to do is make sure that we have things like this. This will be what's called insights, and I want to make sure that at least twice a month, sometimes more if I'm feeling crazy, there are kind of bite-sized, practical thought exercises, if you will, because I know we have a lot of really interesting in-depth guests. We have a lot of very minute kind of details into technicalities, which I guess is for some people, but for those of you guys who are kind of on the run, who are trying to pick things up day to day, I wanted to have something like this. So these will be called insights. Going to take my jumper off, Tiki. Bear with. This is some ASMR for you right now. <laughs> By all means, keep this in. Today, what I thought I'd call it was rethinking Spotify and live shows and having a wild love for the process, for the craft, for songwriting. So let's start very simply. I was having a conversation with Ariadne. We were in one of her sessions and she was talking about her pressure to, or want to, but initially it was a pressure, to release every, so we say, four to six weeks on Spotify. And I said to her, that's great because that is what's important to make sure you have incredible music going out often to an incredible fan base. But I had to ask her, why are you releasing on Spotify? And I know it seems like a very silly question, so I'm going to take that away from Ariadne's context. And I'll ask you, why are you releasing on any streaming platform? Why are you releasing any music at all? And what I want to do is go a little bit tin hat in the corner and think about if the idea that I'm about to present to you is true, which I believe it to be, even someone like Ed Sheeran, or Drake, or Dua Lipa, J Balvin, anyone you want to bring in, Justin Bieber, the biggest artist in the world, which we see as the number one streaming, or number two streaming, or Doja Cat, she can come in, smash it, and she can become number one. These people are making, I would say, between 80% and 95%, because there is a variation. Sometimes up to 99% of their money as artists, the things that pay for their houses, things that pay for their family, things that put food on the table of their teams, is coming from live shows, events, and brand deals. Okay, that's fine. But what we also hear about is how they make money from maybe exclusive distribution to Spotify or Apple Music. So it sort of counteracts what I'm saying, right? Is these huge artists are making millions touring because they are and they deserve to be. However, they're also making quite a lot of money from doing exclusive releases on platforms. The same can be said for podcasting. What I want to say is if you are releasing and feeling a pressure to release your music on Spotify because you believe that that is the best way to be an artist, just think about it. If your goal as an artist, which most people that I work with, most people I want to work with, they want to be, quote, full-time creators, full-time musicians, whether that's touring, writing, producing, any kind of strings to your bow you can have, the biggest one, again, playing in a band, as we do, Maggie Cassidy, all the money we get, if any, is live music. That's the biggest potential because that's where you can sell merch. That's where you can connect with people. Let's not forget the fact that that's the place where you can see someone face-to-face, see how their songs land, like we talked with Josh Gleaves one of our early episodes, playing songs to people in front of you. So my point is, is releasing on Spotify the best thing you want to do if you're just starting out? Well, maybe, but what I want you to understand, Spotify, Apple Music, any streaming platform has a vested interest, meaning they make money if it happens, along with their partners like DistroKid, whom I use and I love, but understand that they make money if you upload to Spotify. Same with people that are pitching playlists. There's been a whole 
industry created around streaming, thankfully, okay, because it's starting to democratise things. But just as artists, all I'm saying is, as is the second part of the show, live shows, try and think about what is really going to get you a career that is people. What gives me a career as a musician, as a songwriter, as whatever you think I am, is people like you listening, people like you following, people like you coming and working me, coming to shows, being on the show, right? Being involved. What is that? That's people. So if you're releasing music on Spotify to connect with fans and you're having to compete with the biggest artists in the world who are paid to be on those platforms and they have a huge streaming number because they're incredible, that's a different argument. What I'm saying is you, if you're starting out as an artist, what is the best way to reach people? I would say it's always a hybrid. Make sure you're releasing incredibly honest, therapeutic, cathartic, meaningful music onto these streaming platforms. Like when we spoke to Daylight, Grace Jackson, talks about how you can curate your blog posts, you can make sure you're absolutely brilliant like her at specifically targeting certain distributions, certain playlists, certain blogs. Please go and look at what Daylight is doing, what Grace is doing. For a great example as to how you really care for Still submit to streaming, of course. Go out there, be, a, be amongst it, but really look at how you can do that beautifully. She spoke about that. But something I want to bring today, because it's rethinking Spotify or streaming, I just put Spotify because that's what people associate that with when Apple Music is obviously a huge one as well. Some huge deals like Drake, um, get exclusive distribution on there. But again, that's like a brand deal for him, like someone going, hey, wear my watch or wear these clothes. It's misleading. It's, it's almost like, okay, if I wear Adidas tracksuits, I will be as good a footballer as dot, dot, dot. Well, you might be as good a footballer as that, but it's not because you're wearing tracksuits. Same way as it's not because you're on streaming platforms, just existing passively, that you're going to become a leading artist. Because these leading artists, as I said, most of their money, we do have to talk about money, would be coming from, well, even, even their songwriting, okay? If they're producers, maybe if they're performers, if there's brand deals, which means, you know, wear these clothes or come and open my this or come and play this show, come and play this private party. Um, there are bands touring the world that you've never heard of, playing to fans you've never met in places you've never heard of with an incredible living playing to wonderful fans, but you've never heard of them. Same can be said, like my friend Taha, I see at the airport when I fly from Bordeaux. He is touring the world. He's playing an incredible combination of drumming and live electronic music, but he'll do 40,000 people at the Birmingham Music Festival, or he'll do a private equity uh, restaurant show in London for, you know, good money, and he gets to take his son all over the world. You guys have never heard of him. But as you can see, his income predominantly, as with, again, you can take the example, like I'm in a band, of course, I would say live shows. Well, what are the biggest pop artists in the world doing? How do they afford to take three, four months off just to be in the studio? Okay, maybe it's their publishing deals. But again, you have to think about when you are an artist, when you're listening to this, as I was, we started this show, whether you are, and I want to correct myself, we always call this show, I wish I knew that about songwriting when I was brackets 16. But what I've learned is when I was a young songwriter, meaning someone coming into the world, I'm still a very young songwriter when it comes to the industry, as I find out all the time being rebuffed or not allowed to do this, allowed to do that, which has led me to want to go, okay, well, I'll do other things while there's this slow moving machine in the music industry. That is my kind of experience of it so far. But this shows for people who are going to listen to this. Okay, I'm going to rethink why I'm on Spotify. I just want you to think about it. Very likely, similar to me recently, I'll rethink everything I'm doing and find out I want to do everything I'm doing more or less exactly the same way. 
But until you have that knowing that it's the right path for you, like I said, this will grow. I've brought people in. I know what I want to do and I know how I want to grow it because I have amazing people like you listening every week. Even if I don't speak to you, which I want to make a better effort to do so, I know you're there. This is the mindset I would like you to think about trying to have if you want to be a writer. And if you want to be an artist, that's a different thing. If you want to just be a songwriter, then I would say this show is probably more for people that want to be artists, performers, because playing live is how you can get paid. If it's 50 quid, if it's 20 quid, if it's a thousand pounds, that's how you have enough money. Even if you're playing a show you don't like, like a lot of people I know who are doing amazingly well in the music industry are propping up their careers, either producing for people or they're playing live covers or they're playing incredible bands. They are getting paid to practice their craft to support their artistry. That's special. Um, or when I spoke to Naya as well, she had, or Grace, in fact, you know, having these copywriting jobs, which are, and uh, Ariadne, having copywriting, which is writing a kind of copy, so to speak, very simply writing text that can be in any form, whether that's for someone's website, for an advert, for a blog. You are writing, being paid for that, and that's supporting your artistry. Like I said, Daylay is an incredible example of how to be in the music industry currently. So I'm just going to try and round back onto my points here so they are practical. If you are releasing to distribution, so DistroKid that then goes to streaming services, why are you doing that? Who is it for? Are you also going to the other side, live shows? Are you going and starting with open mics? After lockdown, we have to be quite humble and we played some incredible shows as a band. We also have to think, well, what kind of shows are worth it for us? Who can we go and meet? Who can we go and play for that we're going to be in front of people that are receptive to our music, receptive to our message? I would say exactly the same for you. And the reason why I have confidence in this show is because I am just voicing, hopefully practically, hopefully helpfully, hopefully entertainingly, and not too fast. I haven't breathed in about 10 minutes from what I can see. I'm just voicing what I struggle with. And if I do that well enough, hopefully you can sit in the I pronoun position of me. Well, what do I need to do better? So I extend to you as the listener again. Why are you releasing on streaming platforms? Is it reaching people? Are you getting tangible fans coming across to your socials, to your mailing list, to your shows? Even if you're doing this for the love of writing, but Mark, Stu, people that I hear from that have had a life, they are wise. You might have seen um, Mark as Scott Rustin on our Instagram, Wild Songwriter, which I'll come to at the end. These guys are going out and playing shows, but they are asking me, how do I get into the industry? How do I find a career as someone who's starting at a different point in their life? It's exactly the same way as you would start if you're coming out of uni or if you're coming out of secondary school. Can you go and play live? And even if you're just getting feedback on your songs as a songwriter, right? If you're not as an artist, going and playing live, being in front of people, you might find there'll be enough people to go, hey, have you got a record? Can I come and stream this anywhere? Is there any way I can get involved? You don't need to go mad and start booking a tour. You can just, as we said, do some really beautiful bespoke distribution blogs or just wang it up there so people that you go and play to when you're trying to get open mics and shows and pubs and gigs and venues and weddings, when you are trying to get that income or that exposure, which is a horrible word, but it's it's relevant, that's why it's a cliche. When you're doing that, maybe have somewhere people can just grab a follow, grab an EP, uh, they can just stream a couple of songs, even if it's a private SoundCloud. A lot of my stuff is very much unreleased, but it's all there, it's already. I've had the likes of, you know, Ed, working with Ed, he's incredible stuff he produces in a short amount of time to showcase what you can do as a writer and leverage that, okay? So why are you releasing to streaming? 
Are you moving towards real people that care about what you do? Like you guys, every week I see in Tiki Seas, people are straight here listening to it straight away and I don't have words for how important that is. So I won't sully that feeling, but I really appreciate it because I know that what I'm doing right now, sat in this room, will reach someone. Even if it's 1% of the people that listen or all of you that listen, or it's enough for you to share what you like about this show... If I'm doing and it's helping one person, that is the goal. From me to you, as we said, to wrap this up, why are you streaming? Hopefully I've made it clear and if I haven't, 95% of the income of the major artists that you see on their televisions and your social media that you feel bad you're not in the same position as, most of their income would come from playing live shows. Of course that you hear of these huge extraneous examples of huge publishing deals or catalogue acquisition, but That's not necessarily relevant to you and I. Why are you streaming? Where are you putting it? Where are you distributing it? Are you backing up with shows? Are you doing little releases? Are you being clever? Are you getting blogs? Are you doing as much as you can? I'm certainly not. As you can see, we're going to start putting stuff on social media. I've started to get some support and get some help because I thought I could do it all on my own. Definitely can't. So Callum and I are going to be doing things very differently, but hopefully you'll have more and more of these insights. So why are you putting on distribution? And like I said, you probably won't change it, but just know why you're doing something. And suddenly you can see all the way down the road instead of just being scared of what's coming at you right now. Live shows. Start with an open mic. Start with you and your mate going and just trying to put on a pub show. And if you lose a bit of money, that's good. You've learned. You've put something on the line to learn a skill. Uh, John Mayer got started selling out a, I believe it was a Boston or New York kind of attic show. You know, 150 people. That's where he got enough of a pull for someone to come in and go, hey, who are you? Let me put your record out. It's not necessarily that simple these days, but very few people worry about live music. As I said, we are in a visual age, which is why I'm constantly battling panic attacks where I have to put my hands on something or go for a walk outside, return to that world of, you know, when I exercise, I feel like I'm here because we're constantly online. Like I was adding a meeting today and just sending a few links and doing something, I had to kind of click through YouTube to share something. And suddenly I saw all these people that are doing incredibly well in their lives. And my brain was like, you're useless. That was the message. You know, you see collective work of 30 years for each person I see on YouTube, all these incredible careers come at you, 15 squares of videos. I was going, you're useless. You know, so it's quite fragile. You have to be very careful. Like maybe don't spend so much time online, spend a healthy amount that's good for you and your fans and spend a lot of time out on the streets. That's good content too. Most people are not out there doing these things. And if I could say one thing, most people are not sending that email and then following up with a letter or a loom or going to an office offering to buy someone lunch. Can you get good at that? I would say this show is an example of that. But when you are willing to put your money on the line, put your ego on the line, because um, I get knocked back a lot, but it's good. It's feedback. And it helps you make decisions faster. So why are you going on distributions, platforms? What are you releasing? Do you love it? Is it beautifully made? Is it art? We'll talk about that another day, but is it art? Secondly, can you go out and meet people in person? Can you play your music to their faces through a microphone? Which we're being blessed now to be able to do that more and more and more. So to finish, are you wildly in love with your songs? Meaning, are you wildly in love with the process of writing your songs? I'm currently not there. However, it's a seasonal thing. Are you wildly in love with yourself? That's something I've had to strip back very painfully and very difficult process. Strip all that back and go, do I love myself? If not, why? 
that is songwriting. That's why I sat at the edge of my bed and played through the night and played tunes. That's why everyone did it. We were lonely. We were hurting. We were missing. We were grieving. Do you still do that? Do you still put that into your music before you then put money behind it and time behind it and your self-esteem behind it to put it on streaming? Are you going out to shows, pouring your heart and your voice out and finding out what people respond to, what people don't? Like James Bay tells the story beautifully. So are you wildly in love with songwriting? You may have seen on our Instagram stories, we're sharing people who are, and that's the point. Maybe you're not full-time in music or full-time in something. I'm not. I'm full-time in everything I'm doing, and I'm reinvesting that, and I'm driving so, so hard to grow things like this, because I know this is valuable. I really wish I had this when I was starting, whatever age you're at. Are you wildly in love with it? If you're not, why are you not in love with it? I'm not shaming people here, like I'm saying, if you are releasing, why are you releasing? If you aren't playing shows, why are you not playing shows? Do you think you want to do shows? Because that's quite a big thing. Being an artist is not necessarily sitting online watching your streams rack up. We talk about money from streaming. It's cool. It's there. You play a single show. You could earn all of that that you've had in a year, even against PRS. And that's how you grow your PRS, playing shows. So if you are looking for money, live shows is the answer. But it's really hard. It's quite easy to sit at home. Well, I say it's not easy. I know I'm speaking to incredible young artists that it is a huge pressure to create content. But what I mean is you can do that from your home to go out and stake your money, your time or your family's money, your family's time. Play these shows like I did and learn. Get your face smashed in so many times you have to learn. I don't encourage that. That's why we started this show. But again, simply, are you wildly in love with what you're doing? If you are, it will stream beautifully to the people you, you push it towards. If you are, it will perform beautifully when you play shows. And I'm just finding this out now after 27 years. So please don't be like when I go on YouTube and hate yourself, you know, kind of like grief bombing yourself with really successful people that have worked their whole lives. Don't do that. Step by step, day by day. Are you streaming? If you are, it will stream beautifully if you write beautiful songs. Same for the live. And if you love writing songs, which I'm trying to get back into, I adore it when I'm in the right session. Don't really write much on my own anymore. And I'm going to work on that because I've got some really cool projects that require me to do so. And I've had very good advice that doing so is going to be good for everything I do. Simply, if you're streaming, why are you streaming? If you're not playing shows, why not? You probably absolutely fucking love it. And finally, are you wildly in love with yourself? Then your songs. Then the process of releasing. Awesome. So catch you soon. We've got some incredibly weird and fun stuff coming your way. Thank you so much and speak to you soon. To find out more about us and to get in touch, please head over to I Wish I Knew That Pod on Instagram and don't forget to join the conversation on our Facebook community. Please also remember to email your questions about songwriting to I Wish I Knew That Pod at gmail.com and we will answer these on our upcoming episodes. Also, if you know someone who would benefit from this, we would really love it if you could give it a share or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And Jamie and I will talk to you on the next episode.